Posse. This show is sponsored by Headley. Headley. This show is sponsored by Headley. Here we are. I see the squiggly lines. I see the levels. We're ready to do this. We are. We are ready yes. to do this. Woo! I'm sensing that enthusiasm. It's driving. It's building within us from our remote locations. All of that time being isolated. We're ready to just explode in an ejaculation of amazement to the perverted podcast audience. Are you guys ready to start a show? Yes, we are. Then let us ejaculate our words. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Remote wooing! Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from our own personal laptops scattered throughout Southern California. I'm Kathy. I'm Count Boogie. I'm Dell. And I'm Enigma. <laughs> and we... <laughs> We are the crew that is here reaching out to you, our wonderful perverted podcast audience, in this amazing time of challenge and personal discovery. Kathy, I am so yes. excited to be recording a show. <laughs> I bet you are. You sent me a picture of a squirrel. It was. <laughs> you, I, I, you must be bored. <laughs> I went to a park because it was raining, and I don't even know why my phone sent you that picture. I sent it to Mew because I was sitting there, and a squirrel was like, hey, I'm a squirrel. And I'm like, hey, squirrel, I'm Count Boogie. I'm going to take a picture of you and send it to my girl. And it's like, okay, do you have food? And I'm like, no. And it's like, fuck off. And it ran away instantly. <laughs> and now it's stuck in my phone and everyone I text, because I, I'm I'm stupid, I don't know how to not send you the squirrel picture. Okay, that's just so bizarre. I, I, your phone is just randomly sending this picture out to people? Yeah. Oh, Boogie. I'm not, I'm not, people think I'm tech savvy and I'm like, no, I know how to make music. I don't know anything about. Explain your dislike of sending out a group text. <laughs> I said, no, I hate group text. Those things just, all of a sudden then everyone's just like, bleep, 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 bleep. And I don't know how to shut it off. Oh my God. You are an analog man in a digital world. I can empathize with that though, because I have a chat. I put that in quotes with my parents. It's 90% of my mother just sending constant links. And they're all like the the <laughs> Apple links that obscure what it actually is. So I have to click them. I'm like, God damn it, mom. I like you. Jesus. You see? know what? A group chat etiquette is is uh, severely lacking in this uh, society. <laughs> well, then my decision to not participate in that because of this failure is justified. Okay, fine. Holy poop! Kathy loves a potato mayhem! Did you just say holy poop? Holy poop! (laughs) Holy poop! (laughs) That's just what I do. Kathy, what's going on with you? I am, believe it or not, at Creative Explorer's Place, where I'm spending the weekend here. Did his algorithm end, and now you can get the algo dick? His, the number, (laughs) algo dick... The numbers were good this week, so he said, come on over. The algorithm is working, and um, yeah, we've had, I think he's been making up for lost time, so there was a a lot of uh, kinky fuckery going on. I liked it. Really? That is... (laughs) Kathy, I'm happy. I'm happy, too. That's why you sound all effervescent and vibrant and stuff. (laughs) I'm bubbly. I'm effervescent. (laughs) 
Okay, that was probably a bad choice of words. <laughs> Kathy, you are now soda pop with excitement of sexuality. I am black cherry soda. <laughs> that is wonderful. Dell, you had some stuff going on? Yes. Um, I acquired two new lovely floggers, or actually three because two of them are uh, dual wielding. Devil is starting up an OnlyFans, so uh, people that want to see shenanigans that Normally, only I would see. Okay, that's a lie. They, they post a shit ton on FetLife. Um, that should be opening soon. And on the devil front, I made them come on demand. It was magical. <gasps> wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? You mean like you say, come now, and she came? Uh, yes. A, a bit more details than that. But um, the whole thing was we were doing games, and games somewhat switched into... Um, I, Skyping, or I don't know what the phrase when it's not sexting when you're actually just on screen. They often have much difficulty, or almost like they can't really come by themselves. So them masturbating is just torture. But um, watching me do it, and then when they were getting happy, I just told them like, "Good girls come for daddy," and then she did. <laughs> wow, that's great. I wish I had a woohoo, but I got to make a woohoo button. <laughs> woohoo! That's- now, are you going to let us know when she gets whatever that thing up and running? Yeah, I'll get that up and running. I have another friend okay. who uh, did one, and I can post it over in the promotion thing on the um, on the Discord. So that's pretty cool. So that's what a so that's what a lot of porn stars are doing now that aren't getting paid because there's so much of their stuff that's being released for free. They're making a private place that you can only get to if you pay like a little subscription or something like that, and then that way they can still make uh, a little bit of money. Uh, doing their their lovely their lovely talents, like yeah, Louis and most of them are fairly reasonably priced. Like m- my friends is like, oh, it's like eighteen bucks a month, or you can just do a hundred for half a year. It's like it's like a normal porn prescri- prescription, but uh, subscription, not prescription. You need porn <laughs> in your life, but um, it's custom content that they generally speaking don't post elsewhere, and you're supporting someone in this crisis. So go for those lewds. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Enigma, I'm almost sad to ask what's going on with you. Well, I've been ordering a lot off of Amazon. I got a really good new chair to masturbate in. <laughs> and oh, oh that's why you got it. A jerkin chair. Uh, I mean, yeah. Because it, it's technically a game gaming chair and I am not a gamer. Oh, does this replace your existing desk chair? Yes. I, I got a new uh comfy it's tech it's a gaming chair, so like it has a full back and a headrest. It's supposed to be better for your back and like the back is also adjustable so I can like lean back and like relax into my um self enjoyment. So wow. <laughs> Yeah, you can't sit up straight when you're fapping. Do it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't they advertise that? You know, jerk chair one five five or something. I mean, I'm advertising it as that, so uh, I don't know if they appreciate that or not. You don't get that at Office Depot. No, I had to get this off of the evil Amazon. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad that you have a new girlfriend that holds you closely <laughs> and intimately, yes, very comfortably. Yes, I I I, le- I I lay on her comfortable bosom. Um, I'm laying on it right now. Just one lumpy black leather bosom. Oh yes, my yes. Well, two because there's there, there's actually there's actually one pillow for the small of my back, and then there's one for my neck. So like it's support. It's it's very supportive, girlfriend. That's very nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you, boogie, what's going on with you? Well, I had a couple. I had a cut. Wait, I, what was written down? 
Oh my goodness. I don't even have it open. I have it open. Uh, you had a uh, self-love mishap? Oh. Oh no. Yeah. I don't even want to know, do I? No, you oh, don't, boogie. but I'm going to share it anyway because it's an amazing story of of boogie potential disaster. Is so, this a, a ravioli story? It, it's probably a ravioli story. Yeah, okay. it is a ravioli story. Okay, so <laughs> so it's raining and, you know, everything's shut down and it's time to go nappy nap in the car at nighttime. So, you know, I have my little ritual that I have poles on the side of the inside so i have curtains on there and then i take clips and i i put a blanket in the back over the back big window and then i lay the other one in in front over the seats and front so i'm actually like in my little blanket fort it's a solid rectangle of blanket fort around me so I'm like, you know, so I feel a little more comfortable. I have some privacy. I can clean myself. Obviously, I got to go to the bathroom. You know, I, you know, I have some privacy. Um, so and then, of course, you know, when it's time for for, uh, you know, getting rid of wasted love product, uh, which is how I refer to it. Um, oh, my God. Then, you know, I can do that, too. And it's like the privacy of my own home, you know, so, well, I got to masturbate somewhere. So, you know, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But I, I woke up in the morning and I was feeling, you know, a little little horny sometimes. I wake up in the morning feeling like, you know, OK, I'm time to time to get rid of some product here. And so I start playing with myself, start getting into it. You know, I'm like, all right, you know, have all sorts of creepy, fun, wonderful, perverted fantasies. And then it's like, you know, it's cold, you know, it's cold and raining. And so I can't just be like naked on top because it's just cold. So I'm like under the blanket. And then there's like, you know, you got to have a place to have the excess product, you know, not go on things. So I usually lay, I'm on my back. I lay some paper towels, like I fit them under my dick hand and, you know, lay them across my tummy. Right. So whatever, whatever, you know, gives joy to the world will just land on the towel. Kind of like Enigma's floor where you, or that stool that Kathy used to sit on. Um, Oh my God. So, so everything's going okay. And then, you know, but to avoid having it hit the inside of the cover because I'm under the covers kind of propping one up with one hand and then playing with myself with the other hand. When you go, you got to kind of flip off the covers so nothing gets on the covers, you know, just in case I had some young man's reliving of ejaculatory pressure or something. So I flip off the covers and I'm like, okay, cool. I kind of clean myself off and then I'm like, okay, this is good, you know, and then I look like down towards my feet and I go, there's a lot of light for oh, some reason no. oh, in my, in my, in my car. And like, what is this? And so my eyes focus, you know, I don't have my glasses and I go, huh, I am now looking straight out of my windshield in the morning light. Oh, boogie. And I'm there naked wiping my dick off of Spooge, and oh. it is wide open, Kathy Enigma Dell. Wide open. Anyone could have stood at the foot of my car and go, there is a large, fat, homeless man jerking off without any privacy whatsoever. 
wow. in his car. Now, the only benefit, Kathy, <laughs> is it's fucking cold, it's raining, and everything is closed. Right. So there's no one in the parking lot except like 10, 20 other homeless cars in the gym parking lot. And the the condensation on the window, it was fogged over pretty well. So but that if this saved would, you. If this would have been any other time, that front windshield would have been clear and a strict, because I don't have any seats in the car other than the driver's seat. I took them all out so I can sleep. And literally, oh. it just would have been a straight view up my legs. Here's, there it is. There, there's, there's Boogie. Oh, you are so lucky that it was raining and fogged up and wherever you were was closed and there was no cop there watching you to arrest you for indecent exposure. But it's my home. (laughs) I get it, Boogie, but next time cover up the window. (laughs) I did. I must have kicked it off in the middle of the night. Like sometimes kicked it off, wait, wait, well, kicked I, it off in the middle of your passion. <laughs> no, I'm sure because I would have noticed that because you can feel it tug on the thing. Like you know, it's kind of a kind of I, not a big space. So sometimes I flip over and maybe my foot gets wrapped on the hanging blanket and it tugs on it and it it'll yank it down. It's happened like once or twice in since right. August, and just I didn't know. So now I guess to the perverted podcast listeners out there, little little uh, safety tip. Before you jerk, check your surroundings and make sure your homeless blanket fort is in good working order before you start jerking off your cock. Oh, my God. That life is the place. Talk about genital torture and subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about that life, motherfucker. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. And this week, I'm going to be talking about a post by Spanish Red, who is one of our blanket permission authors. She wrote a great post called, There's a Particular Kind of Sub We've All Met. She says, let's call her Adina. Adina knows 10 slave positions, will perform them on cue, takes obedience seriously, always goes the extra mile. And did you know she can manifest butt bruises without even being touched? (laughs) Adina is, quote unquote, better than you. And she's here to tell you that your kink dynamic isn't good enough. She's the lone voice in the desert that makes imperfect subs like you doubt every kink you have. Adina isn't made of flesh and blood. She lives in your head. She is responsible for many of our consent violations. She makes us do things we don't want to do. And she makes us try to become someone we're not. I'll tell you a little something about this Adina bitch. Not a soul can achieve her level of subservience. So fuck her. Put her in the basement, tie her up in tinsel, and leave her there for a year. She fucking loves that shit. <laughs> I love this post so much. This post, Kathy, gave me uh, two sides. Side number one, of course, I'm probably, you and I are going to be on the same page about fighting that voice that's in your head, that that negative voice that uh, likes to build us down, build us down, beat us down as a failure, whatever. <laughs> You build up, you build a pile of shit. It's, it weighs you. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. Um, <laughs> I get it. That, go with me here, Kathy. I've had a lot of coffee. I'm, I'm with coffee. you, Boogie. Love the coffee. I got my own <laughs> coffee maker here in storage, Kathy. Can you hear it? Look, I got coffee. <laughs> Sorry. Is, is it um, going bloop, really bloop, bloop, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm bloop blooping the cup of coffee right now because that's your favorite sound. It is. But of course, battling that voice that tells you that you're less than is is absolutely important to be able to stand up to that voice. But after you give your thing, I'm gonna I want to talk a little bit ahead. about why. I, I guess I, I no, yeah. you go ahead. I'm, well, in that regard, you and I are uh, on the same page. Uh, that voice inside your head is absolutely bad for you. Voices inside your head can actually be good. And it's up to every single one of us to individually determine at what point the voice ceases to become constructive and is now destructive. So voice, I don't have any any problem with that kind of thing. But when you, I think in any area of life, when you set yourself up with a, a a tremendously difficult uh, model to achieve. Uh, good luck to you because y- you're just you're going to fall flat on your face and it's going to hurt. I think that you need to manage your expectations. Um, so I, I I am of um, two minds on this, just like you are. But those are the two areas that that I was wanting to canvas. Is that uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong in my mind with uh, having. Uh, having that model in your head that you use to gauge how well you're doing. But I think that just a lot of us don't have the skill to determine when it goes bad. We don't have the skill to determine when that voice becomes destructive. Would that be considered self-gaslighting? Self-gaslighting. Ooh, that is an interesting concept because I think that's exactly what it is. You gaslight yourself. (laughs) I made good. What? With a goofy kind of scary laugh. (laughs) I got excited. I got excited. Kathy doesn't agree with me often or like my ideas often, so I get all fucking boner. You know what that sounded like? It would be like the horrible uh, giggling that you would hear coming out of your closet in the middle of the night. Or anger. Uh, Or anger. Either one. (laughs) So, yeah, self-gaslighting. I mean, because you're giving yourself... uh, a situation and you're building yourself up to a point that you can't possibly uh, achieve. And I do it constantly. I self-gaslight constantly because like you said, there's that balance to where you're like, there's absolutely, we need to push ourselves. We need to set goals in front of ourselves. We need to find people that we admire that do things well and say that is something to strive for. But also understand, I'm not that person. That person may have things in their head that work for that specific thing that aren't in my head that work that way. But at least I can have that goal. But the self-gaslighting is saying, obviously, because we both have brains, they have to both work the same. So I should be able to achieve exactly what that person does without any understanding of their background. What things do they suck at? Because we don't think about those things when we when we build ourselves up and say we have to be like this. We don't know what that person sucks at that maybe we're good at. We just kind of say, oh, I have to be this. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Are you I, just to be clear, you're talking about not when, just the voice in your head, but someone that you see who is uh, epi- um, epitomizes all these things that you think you should be. Well, that's what I'm saying is you're telling yourself in your own head that you're supposed to be like this person even because sometimes it's a real example. I mean, there's people that I see in entertainment, songwriting, music, production, kink. I've seen people and I'm like, oh, I should be 
able to do that. I should be doing it like that. And then that person no longer becomes a real person. It becomes this thing that I'm not. Yeah. So it, you uh, under, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That I understand 100%. And um, in that regard, it's almost like your your mind is working against you and autonomously because you didn't tell it to come up with that that model or that image in your head. It just it just happens through a lifetime's worth of um of taking in information that that coalesces in your brain and pops out the other end an image of what it is you're supposed to aspire to um and so that's not that's never a great feeling when your your mind is your own enemy and you have and to find ways of 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 get of making your mind your friend again because your mind is is um uh, what do you call it bipolar or or schizophrenic or has di- you know different personalities and sometimes it's sure. your friend and sometimes it's your worst fucking enemy so here's part of becoming that friend is understanding that that part of you this is the kicker the part of you that is gaslighting yourself the part of you that is actually trying to convince you that you're a failure that part is actually trying to save you from the pain of failure it's not doing a good job of it it's not doing it correctly, but that part of you that's sabotaging you constantly, you can't do it, you suck, you should, it's a part of your brain that's an animalish part that's trying to tell you to not do it because you're going to fail and that's going to hurt worse than this shitty feeling right now of not being good enough. So in a sense, it's like just this warped, dysfunctional relationship. So part of what I have to do is understand, I understand that that doubtful voice is actually somehow in some messed up way trying to spare me pain, but it doesn't understand that that it's making it worse. And that's where there's this weird part of your brain that has to play uh, the referee. I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think it is a very interesting concept to consider that these parts of your mind that you might hate are actually trying to protect you. They're trying to keep you safe. They, they don't want you to get hurt. And they figure that the best way for you not to get hurt is to try and be this person because this person, this image won't get hurt. But um, I think you've hit a couple of really good points there with this. It's, it's never as, uh, as, as simple as you might think. It's not black and white. Your mind um, is basically trying to get you through to the end of your life as happy as you can possibly be. And it doesn't always do a great job of it. It does not. I have another <laughs> point. The point that I was going to come back to is is something, and we can cover it quick because it would probably be an entire another segment, which I'm sure we've hit on. And that is, I believe the character uh, of this post, Adina, is very real. And there are entire micro-communities around the world that put that type of pressure on people that they have to live up to a certain thing, that there's only one true way to be a submissive or one true way to be a dominant. And if you don't live up to this way that I have projected that obviously, cause obviously I'm the authority on that. So if you don't live up to that, then you can't be a part of this community. And that used to be up until just 12, 15 years ago, that was the norm for the quote-unquote BDSM community. 
is that there was protocols and rituals and you were supposed to do this and you were either a dominant or you were a submissive and switches were almost non-existent. And if you were a female, you had to be a submissive. And if you were a male, you had to be a male. And there was all this shit that created this competitive energy and fed into that part of the brain that very easily can gaslight you until you're going to fail. Right. So Um, our job today is to realize that, you know, if that's your jam, if you want to be all, you know, into that uh, competitive uh, form of BDSM relationships so you can do all the pageantry and try to show everyone that you're the best submissive or the, the best master slave or whatever the fuck, that's your jam. Go right ahead. But I think we have found a lot of evidence that when you give people a choice, most people aren't attracted to that. Most people aren't attracted to competitive BDSM where I'm trying to socially outdo other people, that it's more about the experience. What is my personal experience in kink? What is my experience with my partners? What can I grow with my partners? So that character, Adina, is actually a very real character that still rears its ugly head in other competitive communities. That's actually very, very true. Yeah. Well, this, is, this was a great post. Shit. Great, great discussions. She's so hot. She wants me. Who, Adina? No, that was, yeah, Adina. <laughs> Adina wants my asshole with a taco clip in it. <laughs> yeah, she does. No, simply red. Spanish red. Whatever. She wants me. <laughs> she, she's Spanish and she's simply red. <laughs> she's simply Spanish and she very uh, complexly wants me. I don't think she wants you, Boogie. Please. Well, little bit, maybe little, in your little mind. Teeny bit. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> then there's a chance. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Enigma! <laughs> Woohoo! That's me. Enigma! Enigma's new segment. People said good things about it. Yay! I'm I'm glad to hear that. Th- that is very good. So now, Enigma, <laughs> your job is to go uh, around the world and find all the wonderful kinky, sex positive or sex negative things that are occurring on our planet and bring them back to our fine perverted podcast listeners so we can talk about it. Enigma, what have you discovered this week? Well, I am bringing you two articles. Uh, the first one is about the lovely, the sexy, the wonderful. I love her in my life, Emma Watson. Uh, she Hermione. played Hermione Granger, yes. Uh, and the story comes from a online magazine called Mirror, if anybody wants to go read the full article. Uh, but this one is about how Emma Watson has actually started to discover kink on a certain level. And how kink will... The way that kinksters communicate and how we negotiate is actually something that translates really well and should translate really well into uh, more uh, vanilla relationships. Uh, yeah. And so there's uh, the quote that she says, and I'll, I'll try to say this as best I can. Um, I've become slightly fascinated by kink culture because they are the best communicators ever. They know all about consent. They smash that stuff because they really have to get it. Be- but we could all use those models. They're actually really helpful models. The idea that relationships are supposed to be easy and it's all supposed to be implicitly understood and you're just meant to get to get each other, it's bullshit, it's impossible. And so I just feel that that's, that's a really cool uh, perspective from somebody who's not really known as a kinkster, but they're using the kink models as a way to 
have relationships and can communicate relationships with each other. Because in the kink world, we do spend a lot of time negotiating. Like I know the joke is like we're we're going to negotiate the super kinky stuff before we start talking about uh, our life dreams because we want to make sure that we don't hurt the other person. And Absolutely. So, yeah, that's really and cool. So, yeah, I just thought that was a really cool, and you know, it just adds to my fantasies about Emma Watson and doing kinky stuff to her. So. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> this finally gave me fantasies about Emma Watson because for some reason when she was there, I always looked at her like the little kid. So I couldn't kind of, once she turned 18, I couldn't get her into that sexual zone. But now when she speaks and she says some like, you know, adult human shit, I'm now able to go, well, I could put my tongue in Emma Watson's ass now. I feel good about that now. Well, see, and I and I come from the the generation that basically grew up with her, so I've never had a problem of thinking of sexy and dirty and naughty things to do with the with Emma Watson and her body <laughs> consensually. You were young when the Harry Potter stuff was out. Yes, yes, I was about the same age as most of the characters. Oh wow! So you could have all your prepubescent Emma Watson coming of age fantasy things. Oh my god! Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. I hear that jerking chair. I hear that jerking chair a wiggling enigma. You put even, it away. No. Uh, even even when she had the fuzzy hair, it was like, oh, the, it, she went from nerdy look to sexy looking. Like, I, I never had a problem with any of them. It's so nice. That is amazing. Well, one of the things I think is is great about this, and we've heard more and more celebrities kind of come out and talk a little bit about the negotiation and consent part of BDSM as opposed to the constant, uh, you know, evil whips and chains, usually a dominatrix, you know, uh, beating up a male submissive, you know, kind of that stereotypical thing. We've been seeing more and more people come out and go, no, actually, I know some people that do this and they talk a lot about good stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff on the Internet. Um, so we'll, we'll transition to the, the other article I found. This one is from Vice, and the art, title of the article is "This is what it's like to have sex with hearing loss." Uh, so it's a much much different topic, but it comes from a really interesting perspective from people who use hearing aids or they're just hard of hearing, and kind of the, there's a lot of stigma. It's 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 one it's one of the handicaps that a lot of people don't necessarily think of when they're thinking of sex with a handicap. And one of the stigmas that a lot of people feel is like, oh, I, I have this hearing aid in my ear. And so, you know, sometimes playing in the ear, you could that that can be problematic because that can knock the hearing aid out. But it just becomes uh, a, going back to the communication thought process. It's like you have to communicate, hey, I have a hearing aid. This is what's going to happen. Sometimes we can't necessarily talk during sex because I, I won't be able to hear you. So a lot of people are turning to, um, are, are starting to practice doing uh, nonverbal communication. So like lots of nodding, maybe some sign language of ways, uh, kind of the same way where if you're doing uh, sensory deprivation play, you're able to uh, come up with ways to communicate, okay, no, I'm done, things like that. And I just found a, it's, it's a really interesting article um, and the, the, the main thing takeaway is like embrace the awkward, have fun with it, have fun with having somebody who is, is dealing with some sensory deprivation. It, there might be awkward moments. Don't take them as a reason to stop playing. Take it as a thing like, Hey, this is just who you are. This is how 
you have sex and let's let's make it interesting let's make it fun and I just I, I love that art the article a lot I think as I was listening to you talking about that to me is fucking amazing I think it is a a lot there are times when I have been at different parties and, and events and seen um anybody who would we we would consider handicapped in any way come in and first thought in my mind is wow what obstacles to overcome how how would i even a, attempt to play with someone like that and in my mind is a series of of hurdles that i have to find my way through um and i have to be honest your take on it i never considered just embrace the awkward and have fun with it that that I can do because kinky people are creative as fuck. And I don't think most kinky people would have a, have trouble trying to figure out how to have fun in working your way through those obstacles. Yeah, so what, what are the, one of the last paragraphs of the article really sums up the whole thing. It's like, once you realize certain cues trigger shame feelings in you, you can talk about it with your partner so they can avoid upsetting you in the future. Accidents happen. And even the most respectful partner screws up sometimes, but this is how we learn. Avoiding or hiding what we find shameful in ourselves only gives it more power. Don't let that happen. Shame is an asshole that does not deserve to be in bed with you. Fabulous. I, yeah. I, yes, exactly. And, and nobody wants to jerk a giant load of spooge onto a $30,000 hearing aid. No, oh they do my not. God. <laughs> no. Take out the goddamn hearing aid. It's okay. <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll find we'll find some cues. You can That's squeeze so my testicle. You can tease my testicle. You can squeeze my testicles a couple of times to let me know if you like or don't like something. We'll figure it out. Totally okay. That well, is I mean, disgusting. Think about it, though. You know, you're gonna get a fa- those things are fucking expensive. The, you know, Jesus Christ, like three to seven thousand bucks for the hearing aid regular, and then if you get like the cochlear or whatever those fancy ones are, those things can be like thirty grand. And I'm pretty sure your insurance provider is gonna be like, so why is this thing not working now? You're all well. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I, I- I went to a bukkake and I forgot to take it out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here, do you want to you want to examine it? No, no, no. I'll You're take on your, your word own. for it. You're on Why your it own. Still dripping. It's not covered. <laughs> I mean, it's covered with something. Oh, oh man, that's horrible. <laughs> we walked into that one. <laughs> we did. Perverted Podcast Listener Segway. Oh my God, Perverted Podcast listeners, do you know, do you have any idea that right now I have the one, the only, Aki? Hi guys, I'm here in Dallas, Texas, how are you? Do you guys have enough supplies like Unger's dick in your mouth? More than usual, I would say. Have you guys been like just like coronavirus stuck inside sex all day or what? Less dungeon time, more in the bed, fucky fucky time. Yes, we've we've been playing a little bit more because of the sequestering. So, what kind of uh, play have you guys been up to? Well, with everything going on, less of our normal needly edge play, pokey poke, a lot more rope. Actually, it's been a lot of rope. That sounds like a lot of fun. And is there fucky? Well, first off, I don't. I don't mean to sound like I'm prying, but I am pretty deprived. So I just need to live vicariously through your fucky fuck. So if I'm overstepping my bounds, by all means, 
How much are you fucking, Aki? Are you fucking enough? Is there lots of fucking? Are you getting the dick? <laughs> uh, what's up that to like i want something about every other day and it happens every other day is good that's like three and a half times a week that rocks yeah i i'm kind of taking advantage of that right now (laughs) oh my god so has there been any uh new interesting stuff besides the rope have you been like because i know you used to do a lot of that chastity stuff with uh, with other victims online, are you doing a lot of that? It's more been just between me and Unger rather than me and a million people asking for pegging and play with me and all that fun nonsense. Though I still get that online from a lot. Is uh, Mr. Ogre uh, being just as ogre as normal or is he, you know, now that he's far away from us... And uh, the drama is, has he lightened up and become happier? Does he like write happy poetry about sunshine and and frolicking through the fields? I catch him dancing. You catch him <laughs> dancing? Uh, more just kind of smiley, wiggly dancing when I stare at him and when he's thinking of what weird diabolical way he's going to hurt me. He wiggles when he plots your destruction. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it's it's slightly unnerving when you finally realize that's not just a smile. That is a okay, I'm gonna get thrown around kind of smile. <laughs> Aki, I'm very happy for you. I'm happy you guys are having fun out there, and I'm happy you guys are staying safe through all this. Hopefully, we'll get Unger back on the show. Actually, there's some cigar questions that are coming in, so maybe we'll get Unger to come and do a segment with us now that this whole Zencaster thing seems to be working. I hope you guys have an incredible rest of your week, and from all the Perverted Podcast listeners, we love you long time. Oh, thank you. Miss you guys, too. I'll definitely drag Unger on so he can ask those questions and just kind of talk with you guys i mean i'm sure everyone misses his voice and i love you too stay safe dill's got the moves wearing motherfucking leather pants he's the god of information what have you got for us dill dill you sassy pants man without pants today Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm actually wearing pajama pants. It's that's a lie. I was gonna uh, say, what is Kathy? Didn't Kathy have something written like she's gonna be naked today? I, yes, I'm actually yes, they did. not naked. I am. I am. You wearing liar. A, collar, a collar and an apron. So not naked. <laughs> but oh my god! Publicly indecent. <laughs> that's true. But privately hot. <laughs> you are seriously in a collar and an apron right now. Yes, I am. And nothing else. Nothing else. I made us breakfast, so I, I'm supposed to wear the, the apron so that I don't, you know, splatter grease on my naked body. So I'm still wearing it. And Creative Explorer is taking a nap right now. Deep fried lip is nothing that needs to be on a menu. <laughs> yeah, no. I have a foregone long ago story of potato of that. Of um, <gasps> It was at Burning Man. And there was, they have like art fancy camps. And one of the camps... They had an event listed in the the calendar of naked bacon. You bring the naked, we provide the bacon. And you get to cook bacon, but you have to do it naked. And I did. And I managed not to sin for myself just because I didn't take the the grill that had all of the bacon fat in it. So there was no splashage possible. Smart. You learn that lesson no more than three or four times. And then you, (laughs) you get an apron. 
Knock it three or four times, Kathy. Tops. I have oh, scars. that's true. Yes. I'm very glad scars. he had his apron here for Battle me. Battle wounds. Not from sex, but from bacon. <laughs> bacon ween. That is awful. So what do we got going on now? Now, once again, just like I gave a little uh, pre about enigmas, we don't talk about what the segment is. And the segment is basically we have a discord on Perverted Podcast um, where all these people come and join with Dell, Aki and Unger and all of the kids out there. And so Dell's job is to kind of go in there and pull out all the fucked up weird shit that happened throughout the week. And then we talk about it. So Dell. What is going on in the Discord this week? Well, we had three new initiates this week, and none of them failed. So <gasps> that's good news. Um, let's see. We had some brainstorming and sharing of brat punishments. Ooh. Oh. Um, do you have any of yes. those written? Yes, I do. Um, the starter was how many smiley faces it takes to run out all of the ink in a ballpoint pen. It's 29,249. So oh, if it's less than that, wow. they're not done yet. So that, <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying the punishment was they had to write smiley faces until the ink ran out of Yes, the like little love to draw smiley faces on everything. So the punishment was use this pen until you can't anymore. And oh. they could only draw smiley faces on graph paper inside of the lines. Oh, how long evil. how long does that take? They didn't actually time it. They should have. Bad sciencing right there. <laughs> oh my god, that had gotta take days. Dude, pens last forever. <laughs> Apparently not. Um some other brat punishment suggestions. Um eat their snacks. Um <laughs> Or when you're out shopping, or it requires a bit of planning, uh, when they try out outfits and they think one looks really terrible, buy it anyway and make them wear it. Oh, that's awful. When they think or they look pretty in makeup, uh, just carry a cloth and wipe it off. Oh! That is so horrible! Brat punishment! Um, yes. <laughs> if their hair is hanging in their face and bugging them, they're not allowed to touch it. That's so mean. Um, give them a wedgie, and they're not allowed to fix it. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. So the internet provides. Do you guys have any suggestions for uh, punishing your brats? I think we should put that to our perverted podcast listeners and have them email oh, yes, some of those yes. in because that's give fun. Give us more ideas. Oh, that's just cruel. You guys are mean. Yes, we had some witty descriptions of roommate sex. Which were quite descriptive, and I would not think of them. So, so when you talk about roommates, so basically you're hearing your roommate have sex in the other room, and this is what it sounds like. Yes. So uh, this person did some quite creative descriptions, such as a mute chased through a maze, a steam-powered <laughs> ghost machine, a thirsty earthquake... What? The distance roughing up of a suspect. Ogres playing professional tennis. <laughs> That's a good one. That's some rough sex right there. And looping Enigma back into my Discord, um, he shared a lovely video um, talking or bringing up the, the topic of does virginity matter in BDSM? Enigma, do you want to jump in here? Are you, are I, I would. Here? I don't remember that video. You shared it, you motherfucker. <laughs> Enigma drops the ball. Don't now's it feel, buddy. 
if you'd given me a heads up, maybe I could have like done something. Like that. <laughs> okay, I got it. When you share links, don't trust you that you actually watch them. So it was talking about how um, virginity or the lack thereof can matter or impact your how you develop or how you play in sex. I was just wondering if Kathy or Boogie, you had any input on that subject. I know we- a bit of a curveball since my man dropped the ball. So <laughs> no, we have pick it up. I- we have talked about this on the show. Probably it's been a long time ago that there's a, a lot of people who are whatever a virgin is. If we're just saying virginity means that you haven't had uh, some sort of penetrative sex, male, female. I mean, how do you gauge what a virgin is? But for people that are virgins, some of them gravitate towards the BDSM lifestyle to give them a sort of a visceral expression of their sexuality without necessarily having to have sex. And it was very surprising that there were so many people like I've played uh, in my kind of kink career in the last 11, 12 years. I've probably played with like three to five people that qualified themselves as virgins. And so it's like, okay, well, obviously we're not going to have dirty sex in this way or that way, but it was still, a lot more than I kind of expected there to be in this lifestyle, but there is a lot hmm. of them. That's surprising to me, frankly. And I have heard you talk about that. And um, I think that that's probably one of the reasons that uh, young girls gravitate toward you is you're, you're very nurturing in that way. And you don't consider that um, a stigma. You don't consider it a big deal and they feel welcomed. So, And also uh, wrapping back enigmas back in with this topic from the Emma Watson mentioning Kink is a lot more delineated and systematic, so maybe they also trust it more, and it's a bit more structured, maybe? I, I think you're absolutely right, um, because anybody who is comfortable, uh, is technically minded, or uh, is comfortable discussing things and getting things out in the open, I think would naturally gravitate toward kink, if of course they already have tendencies to be kinky because that's one of the the most appealing things about it is is the discussion the transparency and some might even say the over discussion um uh, i think as enigma uh, was saying earlier that people um tend to assume a lot that this everything is going to fall into place in the uh in the vanilla or the straight world and and you don't have to discuss it a lot and in kink it's almost the exact opposite and i think that has a great appeal to people as as a follow up to that warning, if you can find a a community in your area that supports this level of communication, I know we've had discussions in the past where not every community is as embracing of the communication and consent and and thorough negotiation. But I do like the fact, like with the Emma Watson interview, that we are as kinky people leaning more and more to that is something that sh- is expected. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You do have to be careful because if if you have a very insular community and uh, there's one person or, or more likely a group of people that is leading that community, you have no idea what's going on in the outside world and you might consider that that's perfectly normal for not to play to play with no safe words or to not uh, really communicate that much and to have expectations. So um, you're absolutely right. I think that's a really important point to make when we discuss how we, we do. You know what? You're right. We make broad and sweeping comments like in the king community we do this or we don't do that but it's no guarantee that it's that way every place good topic del thank you (laughs) um and to get less serious um there was sharing of a taco holder butt plug 
So you can <laughs> hold that taco with their butt while you eat their taco. <gasps> I what? saw that. I saw it, Kathy. It's a butt plug, and it's got like this little thing, and it just fits like your average, like uh, hard shell taco in it that you would get from like a you know a taco place like Taco Bell, Del Taco. I don't know what they have in the on the UK side, but uh, yeah, and it literally it fits in your ass, and then you can put a taco in. I don't know how practical it is. Yeah, it's definitely a novelty. I, I and I know perfectly well that that you're probably uh, just as likely to get any kind of cross-contamination in a fast food place, but there's something about the proximity of your food to somebody's anus that makes me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I do it, though. I'm going to eat that taco out of your ass, bitch. (laughs) I mean, technically, I mean, you make them shower first. Yeah. Which taco would you eat first, though? Dell, that's a good point. Hmm. (laughs) Ass to taco, Uh, taco to mouth. What? Yeah. And and we can end on this intriguing thought. Um a shower thought if it were. If you're aroused by dirty talk, your genitals are technically voice activated. Oh. Ah. Interesting. Ah. See, look at that. <laughs> In this computer <laughs> Kathy and I are <laughs> we're both happy. I actually just Kathy, I, I actually had to ask Dell what the fuck that meant. <laughs> he, had, he had to give you didn't me have to out yourself. He had to give a lengthy explanation, put up a whiteboard over the over Skype, and I'm like, I just don't get it. And he's just well, all I also said it much faster for you because I was going through like I had fifteen things and you're like, let's pick six. I'm like, okay, let let's do this. So I read through them very quickly. And then when he read it, I'm like, ah, Oh, wait a minute. After he explained it 17 times, I was like, yeah, that's good. I like that. That's smart. I should say that. Oh, my God, Boogie. <laughs> Del, you have brought us such joy and magic. So how do the kids uh, get on the Perverted Podcast Discord? They go to pervertedpodcast.com and you click the Discord link because there's no automation required to join the Discord, but then you have to go through the ritual to actually get to any of the fun places. And, and I'm not telling you the spoiler for that. You have to read the instructions. Does it include a taco holder butt plug eating session? It does not, but if you share that, we will definitely talk about it on the show. <laughs> God damn it, that is amazing. Thank you so much, Dell. You're welcome. Podcast news. Oh my god, Kathy, this is so official. Our show is sounding so badass now. Does look was it wasn't badass before? Are you saying it sucked before? Well, I'm not going to say sucks, <laughs> but I've definitely put in a lot of effort in production, and now we have uh, new segments, like we have Social Enigma, and we have the PP Listener Segway, which is coming up in a bit. Yeah, let's talk about that. You started a new segment called PP Listener Segway, which you introduced in our last show. Why don't you talk about that? It's pretty simple. I have waited for five years of doing this show to get our listeners on the show in a format that's easy and that we can set up because that's how a real show should be, in my opinion, is that we have a show. It's for the listeners. It's with the listeners. We get input from the listeners, but we don't ever really get to hear from our listeners. And now with this Zencaster thing remotely all over the world it is super easy i send you a link you don't even have to be signed up to zencaster it just opens up it identifies the microphone that you have if you have a little microphone on your computer or even just the microphone in your laptop 
uh, it will record. You got to make sure to have your headphones plugged in, otherwise you get that feedback crap. Uh, and then we just start talking, and and it records, and that's what I did last week with Kazoo, which sounded amazing. Uh, and then the one coming up with Aki uh, is going to be uh, great as well. And it's just very, very exciting. So I made Aki helped me make a questionnaire in Google Docs. Uh huh. That because um, you know I'm retarded uh, with all all that stuff. So Aki totally bailed my ass out after after I interview her. I'm like Aki, can I help me? She's like, yeah, yeah, idiot. Um, and so it's a questionnaire, but I made it look pretty cool. And I emailed, like, if you want to be on the show, now you email me or you at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. I send you a basic questionnaire that has a bunch of different, uh, uh, you know, obviously you give your permission. And then it it asks questions like, have you ever had a disastrous uh uh, kink story, like a scene went bad in a funny way, or you were outed in a funny way, you know, what would you like to know? You know, just questions, all different questions that you would ask that hopefully inspire some funny stories. And then you just fill out the ones you're like, yeah, I have a funny story about being outed by my mom in Ralph's or whatever. Um, right. And then if it's, you know, if there's something fun there, then I'll reach out to you and we'll set up a time and we'll just, you know, that's <laughs> matches our time zones and uh and then we'll record a segment and and that's how it works that is really cool and i have to say listening to last week's was it kazoo you were interviewing did a mini that was kazoo with? kazoo's great she was so great and i loved listen i found myself listening to the show as a listener would thinking this is really cool to hear what the people who who are fans of the show sound like and what what they think that's really great i loved it I'm very, very excited about it. People had a really good response to it. I want to do it every week if possible. The editing, of course, just added on to my 75,000 hours of editing. But it sounds really good, and it sounds like the kind of show that uh, I've surely dreamed of. And now, of course, our international listeners, we have all of these amazing listeners in the UK and Australia and, and places around the world. And now we can actually hear from our listeners abroad. And I'm just, I'm super, super excited about it to finally be able to do it. We have some shout outs. We have some new list, some new uh, Patreon supporters. Yes, we do. Let us hear about our amazing new supporters. If you can believe it, we have four. We actually have uh, three, but one Bakura. I had totally spaced and two months ago, asked him for permission and then forgot to <laughs> you know, give him his shout out. So, but He's still so, stuck with us. <laughs> he did. So here's to Bakura guy house, Thwackery and Path Girl. Thank you so much, you guys, for supporting us on, on patreon.com forward slash pervert podcast. It means a tremendous amount to Boogie and I both. Absolutely. And Path Girl, besides becoming a Patreon listener, also then made another donation in the amount that qualifies, of course, for her own jingle about Path Girl. Sexy with a scalpel, Path Girl cuts some body pots. If you choose to fuck with her, it might not be that smart path girl path girl rocking hot path girl yeah <laughs> it might not be that smart see path girl is amazing because she works in laboratories and cuts up the pieces that come out of surgery Oh, yikes. To do study and research and find out, you know, blah, blah, all the whatever medical stuff. And you know me, I got a boner for medical chicks. So I'm like, <laughs> yes, 
She's just there. And I'm like, could we make jewelry out of it? Like, could we just like make like cut a piece of a tumor off a dead guy into a heart and make a pendant? And she's like, I see where you're going with this, but you do realize that's like hyper illegal. So we won't be doing that. (laughs) I love how she takes you at your word. She takes you seriously. (laughs) Oh, I'm serious, Kathy. I would dip that thing in plastic. I would wear it. I would put it on the end of a butt plug. You would put it between two sheets of plastic and put it through a a (laughs) lamination (laughs) machine. (laughs) Oh, you mean like the seal-a-meal? Exactly. (laughs) A a dead guy tumor seal-a-meal necklace? Path Girl, if you're listening, please never send Boogie any human remains. (laughs) She pretty much established with like, like usually people are like, ha, ha, ha first, but she's like, Hyper no. illegal, no. <laughs> Not worth my career. Cross that off your bucket list, Boogie. It's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> just no. But she is awesome, and all of our patrons are awesome, and it's been great. You know, people have been, uh, I mean, saving my ass. It's it's uh, besides all the show stuff, I've been actually doing private jingles for people. You know, for their celebrations and different events and things like that, and it's been real good. You can reach out to me on pervertedpodcast at gmail dot com if you want me to make you a personal customized jingle uh, for any goddamn reason that you have in your life. Yes, you know, I really, I think it's important to say to the listeners every once in a while, you'll play the jingle that you gave to them. But that's not a prerequisite of getting a jingle from you because there are a lot of no. people who 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 uh, text you and message you and you do jingles for, and these are personal and private. They have nothing to do with the, yeah, the yeah. podcast. So Yeah, yeah I don't put those on. But like Headley, who is our show sponsor now for like 20 weeks running – um, you know, he's, he's okay with us putting that jingle on. And, and, uh, so I would love to put them on because I have fun making them. And of course I'm kind of good at it. So I think it's good for the <laughs> listeners to hear. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not mandatory. Some people want it probably cause they want to use their real name in it or whatever, and then play it for their friends at work or stuff. And not all of them are really, uh, vile and sexual and stuff like that. Some of them are just, you know, kind of, uh, yeah. you know, more, more, you know, safe for work kind of jingles, but it's, exactly. it's been fun. It's been, fun. you know what, Kathy, what? in all of this craziness, I feel in a way, like I have a job doing well, things that, that I, I would say more than in a way you have a job. There's so many freelancers out there and all of them I would consider as having jobs. Yeah. But it's just actually, people are actually giving me money now to do it. <laughs> so that yeah. qualifies as the job and not just like a labor of love. So So it's been good. It has been good. What else do we got in the news? I just have one request for the listeners. We have to do another – well, I want to do another daddy story time, and I'm running out of ideas. So if you have any ideas, it can be a a nursery rhyme. It can be a fairy tale. It can be pretty much any story uh, that I will then totally massacre and perv out so that Boogie can read it. Absolutely. can. Can we do this one, that story? Because the last one you did like a nursery rhyme, kind of with the the rhyme poetry thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just do a story this time? Uh, hey, give me an idea and I'll put it together any way you want. All right. All right. I'm just making my request. You know, we did, I... we did a poem last time this time because I like the stories because I can – then I can just free form it and I don't have to worry about, you know, tempo or hitting You're the like, rhyme You're like, I want to be – Free form hippie man. I want when you know Hansel bends Gretel over and fucking slides his filthy fucking incestuous cock inside of her. Oh I wanted. I just want to be able to just emote that for our beautiful listeners. 
Oh, good gravy. Fine. Emote. <laughs> you said you, gravy. That's uh, that's what baby gravy. Get it? <laughs> no. Stop it. That's gross. All right. So, yeah, I'll wait to hear whoever gives me an idea that sounds good, and we'll, okay. we'll make that happen. Put it in box, bitch, what you gotta say? You know, Boogie, we got a plethora of emails this week. Do you mean, Kathy, a plethora of emails? <laughs> if it, do you even know what plethora means? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I, I get three amigos. <laughs> All right, so we got an email from Bakura. Do you remember a while back, maybe like two or three episodes back, we, we talked about callers and uh, is it, you know, the protocol and the etiquette yes. of callers? Is it okay to get your own? On and on and on. Well, he, he writes to us and he says, I was just listening to the latest episode about callers. And I know that whenever my partner and I, who are both switches, are vending at a kink or fetish event, we will often both wear collars. We do this to confuse people and to dissuade people when we are there for work and not for play. What assholes. <laughs> <laughs> To confuse people, first of all. Which is which? I don't know who to talk to because there's and, protocols, right? And then to actually to dissuade people, that's kind of cool. It's like, I'm working here. Back off, man. I'm wearing a collar. I am a slave to this booth. <laughs> so that that was kind of funny. Bakura, by the way, um, is also one of our Patreon supporters. And uh I promised I'd give him a shout out. He has a, a company called JP and DM Creations. You can find them on Instagram at, at JP and DM. They do absolutely amazing masks and all kinds, all kinds of other stuff. But most of what I've seen the pictures of are just these amazing masks that can be kinky or just fantasy related. Really cool, cool stuff. Go and support those who support us. That's right. So, and then regarding, um, we've been talking. This is what our second remote show that we've done. Yeah. And um, we asked people, is third, sorry. We asked people to, uh, you know, let us know what the sound was like. And Path Girl chimed in and she said, um, I agree with everybody that had you not told us that you guys were in for remote locations, you could barely tell with all the editing that there was a delay at all. Uh, and if it'll make it easier on you, uh, us diehard PPs understand a little bit of delay in this crazy time is fine. Awesome job, you guys. Woohoo! Bakura also, I. This I totally forgot to say. Bakura weighed in on this topic. He said, hey, guys, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, had you not made it a point to so repeatedly say that you were doing this remotely, I would have thought that you were all in the same room. Excellent editing on Boogie's part. What can I say except (laughs) you're welcome? (laughs) That was from Muwana. Oh, my God. All right. Remember our quote-unquote fight at the end of last week's episode? Oh, my God. We asked people to write in. This was only Bakura, frankly, who even was was <laughs> He's the know, only one phased enough to say listens. anything. He said, I enjoy the rawness, the fights, the banter, the behind the scenes, etc. However, I appreciate the editing, the cleaning up, getting the raw PP, but in a clean, safe package. You know what I think he did just there? I think he just slapped a condom on perverted podcast. <laughs> well, God damn it, we need it because we're filthy. <laughs> We are filthy. <laughs> we are some filthy condom needing goddamn show. And that's the end of show 254. Thanks to Dell and Enigma for all the work they do for Perverted Podcast. I always feel kind of weird, Boogie, that we we record and, and then we say, all right, we, we kick them to the curb and say <laughs> we're going to continue with the show. <laughs> 
Well, I think what it's done is it's actually made it better because then we have the room to have the listener segue and the other segments and stuff. They get it. They totally I, they get it. I talked to a they're such yeah. good sports and they're so good about it. They go in, they find all this great stuff to discuss and then then they record it for us. So that's great. Thanks again, Dallin Enigma. Please take some time this week and write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Ask us a burning question or just say hello. We're whores and we'll take whatever you want to give us, even if it's five bucks a month that you throw on the nightstand as you walk out the door. Take us out, Boogie. Yes, Kathy. That was show 254. And I am so excited to get in my car and drive to some restaurant or something that's not open that still has Wi-Fi so I can download all the individual tracks from the show, 75 of them, and then put them back in and cook them so we can have an amazing, seamless show 254. I'm super excited! Boogie, you work hard for us all. (laughs) We all work hard, (laughs) and we're all doing good, and we are all champions, Kathy. We are all champions, and we are all vaginas. Oh, God. Are you going to go out on that song? Probably. Vaginas get fucked and fucked and pounded and fucked and bleed and cramp and babies and fucked. But they keep coming back and we need to be more like that in our souls. We're like vaginas. We are strong and one day. Can't kiss these lips, but you can kiss our ass.